Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vest, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. That would be us. Good morning, Tony Sanders Outdoors. Live from the banks of the beautiful Tennessee River. Right here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Good morning, Trap Professor. Good morning, Tony Sanders. Hope you're having a great Saturday morning. Uh, I am. It's early, mm-hmm. but I'm good. Enjoying it. Sad at one major thing, though. What is that? Crane season has ended. It has. Without me even firing a shot. Me too. It did not go it did not go out with a bang. It went out with kind of a silent whisper. Just not that many birds here. No. I mean, there were some. No. And uh, congratulations to everybody that got them, but the numbers are way down. And and um, I did not help it. Nor did I. So, But I'll tell you, the fact of weather, I think, had the major major influence on this year's hunt um it was just so i mean we were wearing shorts at christmas for crying out loud yeah i mean that had something to do with it um i've gotten all kinds of stuff where people are blaming things that the u.s fish and wildlife is doing up north it's keeping the birds up there but i don't care what the heck you're putting out Uh, i don't care what kind of bikini clad little duckling you put up there <laughs> if it gets cold they're going to leave and they're only going to go as far south as they need to as they have to right i mean Absolutely. you know they're not going to they're not going to go down to florida if they don't need to if it's if it's 70 degrees in wisconsin they're going to stay in wisconsin it's global warming that's what it is oh okay all right you didn't know that no i did not know that that's what it is okay it's global warming i just think mm-hmm. it was a uh, one of those years that it was warmer than average, so they didn't fly. So the ducks' numbers were down too. I mean, so all waterfowl, I think, has been it's been a bad year all around for waterfowl. I think that's a fair statement to say. Yes, but they're really singing the blues in uh, in Arkansas. Oh, they are. I've I've got a few friends who said their their duck numbers are way down out there, and uh, I got one buddy of mine who he said he he was done. And he started sending me fishing pictures. He said, "Heck with this! I'm if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go out if I'm gonna go out on the weekends." He said, "I'm gonna be productive." And so he started uh, doing a lot more fishing. Well, and and there's a lot to discuss about that. You know, is it just the weather? Is it other things that are going on? Uh, this is the second year in a row we've had a poorer season than normal. Uh. Okay. I I don't know that it was that poor last year. I mean, it was, well, it was poor for you because you didn't get drawn. I mean, I'm just just reminding you of that fact because now that season's over, it, all bets are off. But um, I I don't know. Maybe it's me, but I just think that 
there was a, a year or two, I think it was during the drought year. I you're talking about cranes or ducks? Yeah, I, 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 they're waterfowl, yeah. But I think when the drought year, I think it was a little bit low that year too. But then they came back in like numbers that were just huge the following year. So I think I think it could be cyclic, and I think it I think it's a lot of it's weather dependent. And, you know, it's, you know, like I've, I've, I've been writing an article. It seems to me, and this morning we've got rain. It seems to me, and I'm going to have to go back and do some more statistical data and study on it. We have gotten, well, it's a fact January was over rain-wise as far as what we're supposed to have and significantly over rain-wise. And it seemed to me that all the rain fell on either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. So the time we do have off, we were unable to get outside due to the rain. Okay. And I think the warmer temp, the higher temperatures, you know, contributed to a lot of other factors. But I think it's just one of those odd years. I mean, we had a terrible drought, and then the next year we had the most rain record-setting year ever. And then last year we had the second most record-setting year. And There weren't much difference, was there? Not much, but... You know, maybe if we get a normal year this year, things will calm down and, and everything will go well in the fall come next waterfowl season. Define normal. Um, at or at or slightly above normal rainfall totals. Not, Wait a minute. I remember from school you can't define a word with a word. Right. Come on now. Average rainfall totals, historic rainfall totals. I'll say that. Historically average rainfall totals. Okay. Not excessively high, not excessively low. I think that would help both fishing, hunting, and everything else because, remember, I still remember we put in a lot of time and effort putting out a lot of food plots, and they were all set, and we set it out in, what, August, late July, August, and we didn't get rain until, what was it, November, December? Yep. Nothing took. Okay, yeah, that was the drought year. So, you know, I think we need – and then the following year we have the most ever recorded rain. Could, could we have something in between? That's what you're defining as a normal. Yes. Okay. Not drought, not flood. Normal. <laughs> well, maybe we can. Maybe we can get there. Hey, a lot of things happening. Uh, you realize the BASS Elite Series is coming back? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not in your show prep. I did not put that in there. I do apologize for that. That's kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. I think. Is it not? Depends on your type and style of fishing, sure. I'm just, just saying. You're, you're not a bass fisherman. Not intentionally, no. <laughs> it happens, but... And before you say anything about that, uh, it's not normally my intended target. I'll put it that way. It happens to be a bycatch on occasion. So the 2020 Bassmaster Elite is at Chickamauga Lake in Dayton, Tennessee, mm-hmm. February 14th through the 17th. Fourteen. That's uh, two weeks. Yeah. Maybe they'll get some big numbers because we got some quality fishing up there in Dayton. And I do know that uh, they've been doing a lot of shocking in Chickamauga. Mm-hmm. And you know what they haven't found? What have they not found? Asian carp. Thank goodness. 
So I'm not going to sit here and say that they're not here. I'm just going to say they're definitely not. They're not shocking them up frequently. They're, they haven't found any. Or at least that's the last thing I heard. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything for a few days. But they haven't found anything. So hopefully it's um, a situation where we have a few carp in the area and not a prolific number. And one thing's, you know, no one ever really talks about much. We have not found any evidence of breeding in our waters. They don't talk about that much. Hmm. I did not know that. They have uh, never found any evidence. Every, you know, the, the fish they found all appear to have been migratory in nature. Okay. Well, you'd think they would breed when they get to an area that they feel comfortable in, so maybe they just haven't found some place they feel comfortable, thank goodness. Well, I think, um, I, I don't think our waters are conducive. I'm not an Asian carp expert by any stretch of imagination, but I don't think our waters are conducive for what they're looking for. Hmm. Well, there is a story in show prep that says uh, TWRA fish monitoring through 2019 has not, has not yielded a single carp in Lake Chickamauga through shocking and monitoring. So that's a good thing. Um, the report that we had a couple of weeks ago, one fish and possibly a school, but TWA has not seen them, but they are continuing to monitor the situation very carefully. So I'm glad to see that, and I'm glad to see them out um, checking and making sure that they're out there preventing these Asian carp from arriving. Well, they, we're doing what we can now. The, one of the big things that I find interesting about this whole subject is the state of Alabama says they don't have Asian carp in their waters. Okay. So I'm taking it in at face value. But I talk to people every day that says they've seen Asian carp in Gunnersville. Hmm. I'm, the only thought, I, the first thought that jumped into my head on that was maybe it's a case of misidentification maybe the ones that they're seeing down I'm not saying that they're not I'm just speculating that maybe they're seeing the grass carp whereas the person who reported this fish in Chickamauga very late thought it was a grass carp but it was a silver carp and maybe the people in Gunnersville are seeing grass carp and thinking they're silver carp I don't know you were the guy that said they don't even look alike true okay Uh, but I, I, uh, I put time and effort into studying fish, and I take it personally. Well, I don't take it personally. When I don't know a fish, I get upset because I should know it. I, it that's just my – I caught a fish uh, four years ago. I, it was an orange fish about yay big. And for those of you watching Facebook, it was about maybe, oh, three inches long. I couldn't figure out what it was. I'd never seen the species of fish. I'd never caught it. And I took it as a personal affront that I didn't know. I'm in the waters, and I don't know what I'm catching. Right. And so I immediately went home later that afternoon and looked looked up the fish. It turned out to be a tangerine darter who decided to eat a number 18 dry fly. But I took it as a, I should know what's in the water, and I should be familiar with them. And the tangerine darter is a rare fish, right? Uh, Ish. Yeah, they're rare-ish. They don't norm. They're not normally caught because they're small. They're you know very small, and they're not normally 
uh, caught by anglers. They're one of those fish that, you know, one of the thousand little darters, the snail darter, the uh, tangerine darter, the log perch, fish that you don't normally see unless you're snorkeling underwater. Not frequently caught. So that's where. So why'd you take that as an affront? I mean, how many fish are there out there, and why would you be expected to know everything? Well, why should I be expected? Because I'm the trout professor. I should know all things fish. That that's, what, and that's what you're probably thinking at this point. You're the trout professor. What is that? I don't know. You're the trout professor. Darn it! You should know. Uh, the uh, I have never put that kind of expectations on you. Uh, <laughs> no, not from five to seven a.m. every Saturday. Uh, no, I just. Uh, I should know what's in the waters. And uh, the species, I knew it was some sort of darter. I just didn't know what kind. And a lot of times, you know, I I, I, I should know what's in the water. Uh, that, that's how I take it. I mean, if you're going to go afield, you should know what animals are out there. Um, you know, it, 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 we get the same thing. You know, people say, oh, I saw a panther. No, that's a bobcat. No, it's a panther. No, that's definitely a bobcat. It's got spots on it. And its ears are different. I mean, you know, I just hate to see misidentification. All right. Come back in just a few minutes and hear Rob continue to put himself down. Yeah. We'll be right back. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper or need clothing or shoes sportsman's warehouse has just what you need if you're looking for a firearm sportsman's warehouse has over a thousand guns in the store now if you don't see one you want you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6700 guns offered online then you can have it shipped directly to the store everyday low prices no shipping charges and no processing fees don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Just a short drive up Highway 27 and 111 gets you to the premier shooting park of our area dead zero now what can you do at dead zero basically anything you want you want to shoot uh shotguns they have two not one two premier sporting clays courses two sporting clays courses you want to shoot handguns they've got all kinds of handgun places to shoot pits to shoot into straight into a berm for safety purposes. You can shoot cowboy action. You can shoot whatever you want. Regular action, cowboy action, double action, pick an action. You can shoot it. You want to shoot a rifle? They got ranges from 100 to 1,000 yards. There's not any place I can think of within, oh, a five-hour plane trip that has 1,000-yard ranges like dead zero. And here's the thing about the dead zero thousand yard range. You sit there, you pull the trigger, you look at the target, then you look down at your electronic device that's right in front of you and you see exactly where you hit. So you can make your adjustments on the fly. There you go. None of this having to track down the <laughs> the thousand yard course, look at my target and come back. You don't have to do that. It's right there at your fingertips. 
Dead Zero Shooting Park. Give them a call at 423-800-7758, 423-800-7758, or visit them on the web at deadzeroshooting.com, deadzeroshooting.com. Jack's Bait and Tackle has everything you need for your next fishing trip. They're having a winter special on Tuffy's, $1.60 a dozen. For your crappie fishermen, new colors of Lurch's crappie jigs are just in, fully stocked on custom-made Popeye crappie hair jigs. Bass, they've got new colors of Lurch's 5-inch pre-rig swim baits, Lurch's custom blade baits, and A-rigs. They've also got bulldog fishing rods, $99 out the door. They're having a February photo contest. Check their Facebook page for details. You can win some really great prizes. They have been in business for over 53 years. And Jack's is just a short drive down Bonnie Oaks from exit 153, so it's a convenient stop on the way to the Lake of the River. They also carry lots of great snacks for your cooler. Jack's is at 4228 Bonnie Oaks Drive, and they're open seven days a week for all your bait and tackle needs. They're open Sunday through Thursday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m., Fridays and Saturdays from 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. So give them a call at 698-8339 and check out their Facebook page. Be sure to like their page for special discounts and promotions that are only posted there. Jax has been in business for over 53 years, so they know bait. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, hanging with you this Saturday morning. I mean, we're in that, we're in that, we're in that zone now. Which zone? Waterfowl's out. Mm-hmm. Deer's out. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got a small game. True. We don't get a lot of calls from small game hunters. No, we, we don't. I mean, occasionally we'll get a call from some rabbit hunters, but that's pretty rare. But It's been a while, too. Yeah, it has. Well, I was up at Hiawassee last weekend. And, yeah, tell us about that trip. Uh, went up to Hiawassee and spoke to the Hiawassee chapter of Trout Unlimited. Uh, really great meeting. Uh, 101 slide presentation? No, I narrowed it down. And uh, went up there and talked to those guys. It was really great. About 20, 25 people in attendance. At wow. Re- yep. I hear you? Yeah. At Reliance Fly and Tackle, which is a little gas station slash tackle shop. And uh, what I found hilariously funny is they've got a grill there. And uh, me being on a diet, I, I chose not to eat anything but the deadliest special on the menu this double bacon burger with cheese and i mean it's just this really good looking burger it's called the 640 named after the hiawassee 640 chapter that's their chapter number so they named the most deadliest thing on the menu after the tu chapter because they always have their meetings there (laughs) i thought that was rather humorous but, uh, yeah, about 20, 25 people there. You kind of put negative connotation to double cheeseburger bacon thingy. It looked really good, but it was, I, I just couldn't, I just couldn't eat it because I'm, my, I'm trying to stick to my diet. I'm doing the best I can. And it looked really good. And it had everything that on it that was bad for you. And I wanted one so bad, but I, I, I was good. I was good. Anyway, um, Spoke wait, 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 wait. What? You had sausage and biscuits that morning and gravy. Well, yeah, but that's the <laughs> only thing I had. That's the first time I'd had bread in a month. That was my cheat cheat meal right there. Okay, fair enough. And that's you should have cheated on the six forty burger. I didn't know they had the six forty burger. But right, sorry. So I had that for breakfast. So I'd have a big breakfast. I didn't eat anything the rest of the day. So um, anyway, went up there, had a great meeting up there. Uh, hopefully, answered a lot of questions up there and. Uh, it was a real nice presentation, and I had forgotten. 
It's been a while since I've been up to Hiawassee, and right after I turned off of 411 to head to Reliance, Tennessee, um, my phone went dead. No service whatsoever over in that area, and it was so nice um, getting away and, and just chatting with people. But as soon as I got back to Highway 411, my phone went berserk because it finally got service, and I'd missed like five or six texts or, you know, however the case was. But uh, no, I had a really good meeting, really nice chapter up there, uh, very, very active chapter. So it was good to see those people out there. They're, they have fly fishing one-on-one classes up there on the weekend. So if you're looking for something to do and you live a little bit further northeast than we do, check out the uh, Hiawassee chapter of Trout Unlimited. They've got a lot going on. So what, what were you talking about, sunfish? Sunfish. So I gave a presentation in uh, how to identify fish based on uh, the structure of the fish, um, primarily when people catch a, a brim, what you and I would refer to as a brim, a lot of times there's a misidentification, especially between species that are similar in color, and there's usually easy ways to tell. For example, um, the the uh, red-eared or shellcracker, as you and I call them, their pectoral fin is rounded, whereas a pumpkin seed and a other species have a pointed fin. So it it, it's little things like that when you identify the fish that, that can really help you in, in knowing what you caught, especially if they're, um, if there's some sort of limit on them, especially so you should know the law and not misidentify your, your catch. People don't do that, do they? Uh, intentionally, on occasion, I think a few people may bend the rules, but uh, I think it's more the un- unintentional, so... Okay, cool. But anyway, yeah, it was really good. Um, Will they have you back? Oh yeah, they want they want to have me back. Uh, talk about some other stuff later. So, looking forward to it. How did our uh, buddy Rob Jeeves in New York? How did his fly class go? Uh, from what I saw, I saw some pictures. He said it was going really, really well. He said it was he was it was going well, and uh, he I saw his presentation. He sent me a copy of his presentation, and it's. It is well done. He has added a lot uh, to his presentation that is uh, area-specific, which is great. And uh, he's he's added a lot to his Fly Fishing 101 class up there at the college. I cannot remember the college off the top of my head where he's teaching it, but um, apparently very well attended and starting. I think he's going to have to start a second class. It was so popular. So good on you, Rob. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Sounds like education is where we need to be. Uh, well, a lot of people want to learn, so that's a good thing. The fly tying part, I think, is the part that's... I, well, I think... Well, we've talked about it before. To me, fly fishing is just is very technical. It can be. I mean, it can be, or you can make it as simple as you want, but it can get... Yes, you're right, it can get real technical. You know, so... <laughs> Understanding what size rod to use, and uh, who came up with that idea? By the way, what different size five rod? Five weight. Oh, the weight. It's based on the how it's weighted is based on manufacturing criteria and the grainage of the fly line. So if if you take a fly line and put it on a scale, it will weigh X number of grains or grams or however you want to measure it. Whereas a nine weight fly line will weigh x number of grams or grains and so there's a difference so you need a, a bigger stiffer rod to cast this line because it's significantly heavier than the five weight or the three three weight line or whatever the case is 
and the reason we have different rod types is because people want to obviously catch different species. I mean, if you took, you've got your 10 weight, uh, your real nice 10 weight that you got, that would probably not be conducive. I mean, it'd be possible, but it wouldn't be conducive for brim fishing. I mean, you can. Pro- <laughs> I ha- I have on occasion. Uh, th- that's I'd flick my wrist and the brim would be behind. Oh us. gosh, yeah, it'd be you know it'd be going off over the horizon, it, or <laughs> if you and a lot of fishermen will know this sound when you hook a leaf and you pull it back and it goes <laughs> comes. That's what you're going to hear when you if you hook a brim on that ten weight. Now, you go out for a big bass on Chickamauga with that ten weight, perfect rod. You go out for a salmon, perfect rod. Um, the reason I alluded to I don't normally bass fish, uh, there's a slide in my presentation that I was out with a three-weight, and I'm brim fishing, having a big time, catching some brim, having a ball. Well, where Mr. Brim lives, Mr. Bass also lives, and they're members of the same species, but occasionally Mr. Bass decides to play. And when you go after bass, on, on, you know, a couple-pound bass on a three-weight, that's not really what you should be doing. That is a knife fight in a phone booth, and... If you're targeting bass, great. If you're not, it's kind of a surprise, and then, you know, everything just goes a heck in a handbasket real quick, and you're trying to land this big fish on a rod that wasn't made to land this big fish. So that's why we match our line and tackle to what we're trying to fish for. Well, I get that. Right. I mean, it's the same way I use a crappie rod or I use a, you know, a, a bait caster, or what, depending on what I'm going after. I get that. Right. But... It's easy for me to grab a bait caster and 17 pound test line versus grabbing a, a, a six weight or a, a seven weight or an eight weight or two weight, three weight. How many rods you got? <laughs> I don't know. Not as many as I do guns, but okay. we, you know, we're still acquiring. Yeah. All right. We're going to go pay a bill. <laughs> Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll be right back. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Sportsman's Warehouse has always supported the Chattanooga community and all the local conservation groups, wild game dinners, youth events, and much, much more. Please go and see them today at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway, because whatever you need, whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, whatever you need for your outdoor adventures, you can get it at Sportsman's Warehouse. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Check them out at sportsmans.com. Sportsman's Warehouse, located at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, hanging with you this Saturday morning. Coming straight to the phones. 
to Beaver Man. Hey, Beaver Man. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Wonderful. Doing and good. you? I'm well. Good. The, um, not to uh, rub it in or anything, but fixing to hit vacay today, yeah. and uh, we'll be taking a highly treasured and borrowed uh, eight-weight rod that uh, packs down inside my suitcase to go to fish in the Bahamas next week. So uh, for the wily and uh, explosive bonefish. You're going bone fishing in the in the Bahamas? Yes. Yes, that, indeed. That sounds nice. It shall be. I guarantee it. Whether I catch anything or not, I've got my little rubber wading booties, and I'm... Uh, You're going to be in the Bahamas. Why do you need wading booties or anything? Wading anything. Coral. Oh, okay. Never mind. Shells. Go ahead. Yeah. Rocks. Yeah, stingrays. Okay. That ain't um, the uh, yeah, last time I went on this, it was a very similar cruise, same cruise line, and I see this dude with a fly rod getting on the tender uh, to get back to the boat, and we'd just been laying around on the beach or whatever, and he had a fly rod, and I was like, well, I didn't realize there was a fly fishing expedition. He goes, oh, there wasn't, because I'm from Idaho, because I've never seen the ocean before this week. And so I got online and found a looked at Google Maps and figured out there was a place to go and looked online and tied up some flies and I'm like, Well, did you catch anything? He starts showing me pictures of all these bonefish he caught over in Bonefish Bay all by himself. I'm like, Well, okay. You won't be I'm by yourself sharp. next time, right? <laughs> That's right. I'm not the sharpest bulb in the in the drawer, but I'll uh, I'll go check it out. So thanks to some tutelage from the fly professor, I have um, got I've got my stuff ready to go. I showed him a couple of uh, bonefish patterns that'll work well, and a couple of salt patterns, and then I sent uh, a small box of offerings. And no, that fly that you're I'm automatically think about, no, that one is not in there. So um, <laughs> I didn't put any Yankee flies in in this one. It's all bonefish and uh, redfish flies. Well, sweet. That's uh, what else should be targeting. I am going to try to whip it out in the uh, uh, Virgin Islands also to see if uh, I can catch anything in Megan's Bay. Hmm. So we'll, we shall see. Well, good luck to um, you. Take your drama, me. Yeah, I got that packed, ready to go. Don't want to be spewing chunks over the side of the nice, clean cruise ship. No, that's that. So you're Unless going, I'm catching coronavirus or something like that, I don't, you know. You're going cruising too. Yeah, that's the plan. Oh, okay. So you're going to cruise the Bahamas, then get off the boat, and then go bone fishing. Correct. Yeah, I don't think that even the eight weight would be good for trolling behind the cruise ship at thirty knots. You never know. I mean, they don't go thirty knots. Come on. Well, whatever. How um, fast they go? How fast they go wrong? Round. Usually, They're not as fast as an aircraft carrier or anything like that. Oh, no, 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 no. The, but, no, they're probably, I'm going to guess around 15, maybe okay. 12, 15, somewhere in there. There may be an app for that, and I will be searching for it. Although my phone's going off and going in the suitcase as soon as we get on the boat. So Sweet. I'll, uh, don't, don't be expecting any smart Alex tests from me for nope. you and Dr. Green this week. Uh, I shan't. I hope you have a really great trip, and uh, 
Enjoy yourself on your vacation, man. We certainly will. I have a lovely lady that is kind enough to allow me to accompany her, and so we are on our way awesome. shortly. I just, you know, when all else fails, you Google it, right? Uh, 20 knots. Yes. 20 knots. Oh, is there top speed? No, that's... Um, average speed, okay. The average speed of a modern cruise ship is roughly 20 knots or 23 miles an hour. Still a little fast well, patrolling. Still a bit fast Excellent. patrolling, yes. Maybe you could ask the captain, you know, to slow down and, you know, do some circles and stuff. <laughs> hey, I'm trolling here. <laughs> well, I hope you have fun uh, and, and, and bring us back pictures. I will do so. And... Um, Oh, one other thing, if I have but a brief minute left. You do. The, uh, you're talking about fly weight, fly rod sizes. And um, our friend Cochise, the wagon burner, and I were down on the Tennessee River fishing, and um, he uh, he had a three-weight out and was just bopping along and catching the bluegill, and then he'd catch a crappie, and then he'd catch a sunfish, and then he caught like a 10-pound channel cat right in this draw under the bridge. And he um, he fought it. I mean, it just doubled over, and he grabbed it and got it, and he got it up to the boat, and he's like, dang gum, man, that, that jerked my arm off. Mm-hmm. And so he, next cast, he throws over and wham, catches his twin brother. He's like, man, I can't. His shoulder was bothering him. He goes, I, I, can't, I can't do this here, Carter. You pull it in. And it was a heck of a fight. I mean, a big old fat channel cat on a in current on a three weight rod. Hard pass on my end. Hard pass. Well, it, it it was a testament to his not tying capacity. True. Very good night. True. All right, gentlemen. All right. We're uh, we're, we're short timing here. Got to go. Have a well, great trip. Have fun. Right. See y'all. Bye. Great to hear from Carter. As, as he goes, uh, got some Facebook messages here. Uh, Rob G says uh, three intro classes are scheduled for this spring semester, as well as an intermediate class. So well done, Rob. He's got uh, a. Did, good... he, did he say where in New York he's teaching? No. Uh, well, it's uh, it's Youngstown, New York, near near Buffalo. I don't know what college specifically. Youngstown Community College. Sure. Okay, we'll go with that. Go fighting buffaloes? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a clue. <laughs> I don't even know what our college mascot is. Chattanooga State Tigers? Tigers, that's right, Tigers. Good Lord. Uh, anyway, so if you're interested in taking a fly class in New York, we can hook you up. Yep, we got. We can hook you up like one, a tow truck. We one got of our lo- loyal listeners. Will teach you everything you need to know about fly fishing, right? Exactly, and he's got he's already got some classes scheduled. Even got an uh, intermediate class, which I find great. So you got you got people that have taken the class and want to take another one. So uh, that's really cool. Well, good. All right, uh, what do we got? Uh, Besides a break, shortly uh, we got uh, something quick. Let's see here. Uh, too long, too long, too long. Oh, refer a friend. Uh, the okay. TWRA is also partnered with the state parks, and if you refer a friend 
to the state parks, you can get a discount on renting uh, cabins and such at a state park. I thought it was by license. Well, no. The Tennessee Resources launched camping this year to encourage hunters and anglers to recruit friends or family, anyone they know who go hunting. The Refer a Friend campaign rewards licensed hunters and anglers who refer anyone to buy their first license. Okay. As a reward, TWA will send you a thank you. Uh, licenses go on sale. TWA is teaming up with state parks uh, for the perks of the year. If you refer a friend before the 29th, you'll see a special promo code for 15% off cabins or 25% off camping. So they're trying to get more people out and enjoy the outdoors. Discount codes are valid from January 1st, 2020 through April 30th, 2020. Discounts expire April 30th. There you go. So you can go rent a cabin. Two-night minimum applies on cabin reservations. And we got a lot of great state parks. So We really do. Yeah, take advantage of those. And there's some really nice cabins and hotels you can stay at at a lot of our state parks. So. I am looking forward to um, Fall Creek Falls opening back up. Oh, yeah. I always liked Fall Creek Falls. Uh, Paris has a really nice uh, hotel convention center up there. Paris has got a really nice one. Has it opened back up? I think it has. I think. I'm not 100% sure. All right. Don't send somebody to Paris without knowing. We'll be right back. Leaves are turning. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, or your outdoor toys, whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881. And invest a few minutes of your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen, State Farm. Welcome back. Wrapping up this first hour. It's Busy calendar. Oh, goodness. Uh, coming up today is the Bayside Baptist Wild Game Dinner at Bayside Baptist Church. Doors open at 4. Jeff Danker of Realtree Buck Ventures TV will be the speaker. Next Saturday, the 8th, Silverdale Wild Game Dinner at Silverdale Baptist Church. 4 o'clock, open doors around then. Speaker is going to be Jimmy Houston. Uh, on the 15th of February, the Out and About with Trout Unlimited, hopefully it's not a freeze-out, we'll be at Lake Junior at 9 a.m. On the 22nd of February, the following Saturday, Sports' Warehouse Chili Cook-Off. They're going to have a big chili cook-off again this year with uh, gift cards for the winners, big-time gift cards. So more information on that. On the 7th of March will be the National Wild Turkey Federation Cherokee Chapter. Our local chapter here will be having their banquet at Chester Frost Park. Doors open at 530. 
On the 14th of March, the DU... Good Lord. Sorry. Oh, no, there's more. The DU Green Week event is going to be out at Covey Creek Farms. That's on the 14th. If you have a young child who's interested in the outdoors or even not interested, bring them out because they're going to have fun no matter what. Also on the 14th, the SCI Banquet is going to be happening at the Chattanooga Convention Center. Doors open approximately 5.30 p.m. Also on the 14th, the International Fly Fishing Film Tour will be at Naked River Brewing Company. That's on Reggie White Boulevard. Tickets are $20. Doors open at 5 p.m. Come out and see some great films. And then on the 21st of March, the New Salem Baptist Sportsman's Fish Fry in Saudi Daisy. $10 uh, cost to get in. Doors open at 5. The speakers are going to be Randy Howell. And I believe you texted me that New Salem is looking for fish. So if you want to donate fish to a great cause and help out a church, uh, contact New Salem Baptist in Saudi Daisy because they're going to need some fish because that's always a huge event out there. That's one of my favorites, but I like fish fries. So There you go. Wow. It's something every weekend. Except yeah. except for the 29th of February, it's something every weekend. Which I'm out of town. Yeah, you're already out of town doing something for the youth of Tennessee. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, busy schedule. We're not gonna be done. We're not gonna be done till the end of March. It's go 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 go. And you love banquet season. Well, I'm, I do. It's hard to do something every day though, every weekend. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got. Well, we're gonna have to split forces on the 14th because we got three. Yeah. Big events that day. We'll be back here in just a few minutes. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Here come the ducks hit the Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors. Tighten your life vest, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors, your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. That'd be us. We're back. Hour number two of the best outdoor show there is on the radio. I think so. I got hard work to prove it. <laughs> um, took Hunter out fishing on Sunday last week. Oh yeah, that's right. How'd that go? <laughs> it, it was cold, ish, and windy. Yeah, yeah. It was it was not the best time, and and I tried to convince his dad, my son, that it was not the best day to go fishing. But you know what? I finally just went. But there was there was one point people Hunter's going. I'm so cold. <laughs> And he was dressed up like the little Michelin man. I mean, he was not cold. If he fell down to the bottom of the boat, I don't think he could have gotten up on his own because no. he had so many clothes yeah, on. Yeah, it was pretty funny. And uh, I'm so cold. And then he goes, and then he, he looked at his dad and goes, efficient sucks. <laughs> it's all part of the experience. Efficient sucks. This, I'm cold. I'm wet. Man, this sucks. <laughs> I, I just kind of busted out laughing. I thought it was kind of humorous. Oh. Did he have a question for me he was going to ask me? Do you remember what that was when y'all called? He was asking me something when y'all called me. I don't know if you remember. I don't have a clue. You're probably asking where the fish were. <laughs> yeah, it was It was, It was. was a struggle to fish. Um, 
he hasn't quite got the concept of trolling down yet. Ah. Gotcha. He likes to cast. Yeah, I mean, that's interactive, whereas, you know, trolling is just sitting and waiting. Yeah. Trolling is the deer hunting of fishing. You just sit and wait, whereas, you know, squirrel hunting is more like the casting, if you're going to put it in relative terms. But I'm glad he, at least y'all got out. I mean. We had fun. Even though fishing sucked. Fishing sucked. (laughs) Well, maybe that'll make him appreciate the good days. He's starting to get to that age where, you know, you got to have the full experience to 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 understand the good days. You can't have 101 good days, or otherwise you don't realize they're good days. True. So, uh, let's see here. I don't know where you want to go. We got some. Well, we need to let's let's hit the the boat dock deal. Boat dock deal. Okay. There was a bad fire down at uh, Gunnersville. Was it Gunnersville? Scottsboro? Mm-hmm. Scottsboro Dock. Uh, killed eight people. Uh, six in one family in one boat. Uh, man, I feel so bad for him, mm. the, the surviving dad. Uh, there were uh, six people who were killed were uh, Grace Miles, 40, Christopher Long, 19, Brill Long, 16, Traden Miles, 10, Kesson Miles, 9, and is that Desi? Nicole. Desi, Nicole, Miles, 7. Two of the victims were Amanda Foster, 38 years of age, and Yancey Roper, 54 years of age. The first six I read were all in the same family. So that is a tragic loss for that family. Uh, The fire that tore through... Uh, it was a massive blaze that consumed 35 vessels, mostly houseboats. You know what you think? About, don't think about it. But once they they start hitting fuel tanks and propane tanks, man, you got a problem. Oh yeah. When a propane tank ruptures, you get, one you got the ball of flame from the product, and then you've also got the shrapnel from the tank, which will hit other boats and ignite other boats. And then because it was a covered dock. The fire was more contained. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it was contained to a certain area, so it got hotter quicker in one area. And uh, seeing the video on that, it was just, it was just heart wrenching to see that that much fire and that much carnage in one area. Um, there's been a lot of speculations. People said, "Oh, why didn't they jump into the water?" Well, probably because there's fuel that's on fire in the water. Yeah, uh, not to mention the water is 48 degrees. And so your your time in the water is going to be very limited. Oh, most definitely. Without, you know, causing issues. Yeah. Um, you know, they were asleep on the boat when it caught on fire. I don't know. Did they said which boat actually started it? Was uh, it theirs? Uh, I looked, and I think there were – I didn't see anything right away when I did a, a search on it. I did, They've just – that was the latest that they've identified the actual victim. The fire investigation is still ongoing, but um, that is a tragedy. It, it's a tragedy, and, um, you know, you try and take what precautions you, you can, but I don't think that uh, they're really, you know, everybody said, well, there should have been a, a, a boat to escape the dock tied at the end of it, or there should have been a boat that could have towed the burning boat away from everything. I don't know that it, as quickly as that fire progressed, I don't know that any either of those options would have would have worked. So, 
but I'm speculating on that. Yeah, I sure hate to hear it, man. And uh, and like you said, it's all contained. It's running down the 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 cover and to the next boat. To yeah, the they next boat. The it just yep. and I mean, before you know it, you got something out of control. Oh, most definitely. And you know, once that second boat goes, the fire in- intensifies because you got more fuel from the contents of the boat plus the f- actual fuel of the boat and more propane probably and it just it, it's a it's a it's a snowball that's rolling downhill it gets real big real quick so heart goes out to all of those people um what was did you see the video on it uh i did not uh, the video they somebody shot some video and it, it was just it may it would make your draw jaw drop can't even speak this morning uh if, if we're sticking with bad news you want to stick with bad news Okay, that wasn't the theme I was trying to... <laughs> All right, no, well, well, we'll get the bad news out of the way and we'll make the end of the show real happy. Okay. Uh, Forrest Wood, Forrest L. Wood, the founder of Ranger Boats, has passed away at the age of 87 years old. Uh, Wood's grandson wrote in a Facebook post that Forrest was surrounded by his family when he passed away following about with a brief illness. He resided in Flippin, Arkansas. Uh, the FLW Tournament, which is named after Forrest L. Wood, uh, because he was a widely recognized as the originator of the modern bass boat with much of the design and fiberglass bodies, swivel chairs, all that other. That's basically all attributed to Forrest L. Wood. Uh, so. Well, now you want to hear a cool story about Mr. Wood. Mm-hmm. I would. Uh, when I was talking to Ray Scott um, a few years ago, we were chit-chatting. And they had one of the first bass tournaments they had, BASS tournaments they had. There were they were just piling the fish up. They weren't keeping them alive. They were just piling them up. And and Ray said he was looking, and there was a little boy that kind of saw all those dead fish and made some comment about it. So he just picked up the phone when he got back to home. This is well before cell phones picked his phone up and called Forrest Wood and said, we got to come up with something to keep these fish alive. And so Forrest Wood started working on the concept of what we know as a live well uh, at that point. And this would have been 60s. Um, yeah, right after he founded the company, 68, 69. And he would, uh, but so he started working on the live well and, um, by the time they finally got back to the fishing, he had created a live well uh, that they actually installed in the boats. Hmm. So, I did not know. There you go. The inventor of the live well on top of the Ranger boats. On top of the modern-day bass boat. Huh? I, rem- I remember him, the commercial they do where they would cut the boat in half or, or, or in chunks, big chunks out of the boat, mm-hmm. and he was out on the on the deck of the boat talking about how the boats wouldn't sink. As a commercial, they that ran on for years. Interesting, interesting. Uh, he, did you know he was also a wildlife commissioner for the state of Arkansas? Mm-hmm. So he was. Uh, he was very influential in that area too. Um, he was appointed to the commission in 1998 and was instrumental in securing minimum flow currents on the White River to preserve the famed trout fishery over there. 
and the commission l- later named the Nature Center at Jones in at in Jonesboro, Arkansas, after Mr. Wood. So you're saying they might name something after me? Yeah, they might. You never know. But I did not know that. A fellow commissioner. Yes. Where if he was a hunter? I know he was a fly fisherman and. He started as a trout guide on the White River. That's how he started his kind of career. He was a farmer, and he was uh, he started guiding on the White River, and then he was one of the better guides, and then he started making boats for the river, and then he thought, well, I'll make a boat for the lake, and then whammo, and it all took off. So, so there's hope for you. <laughs> I, well, I doubt that. I think I'm beyond hope at this point, but we shall see. Um his funeral was held Wednesday, January 29th, and uh, many people have offered their condolences, including former governors of the state of Arkansas. So, he was also in the Professional Bass Fishing Hall of Fame, National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, International Boating Hall of Fame, Legends of the Outdoors Hall of Fame, and the Arkansas Game and Fish Hall of Fame. We're in none of those. Mm, well, we're not in Arkansas, but... Okay. The last one we're not. We, the last one I think we have to be in Arkansas to be a member of the Arkansas Fishing Game Hall of Fame. Hmm. Do we have a Tennessee mm-hmm. Hall of Fishing? Or yes, ten? we do. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, Benny's in it. Benny Hall. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Yep. I'll have to look into that. All right. Let's go pay a bill. When we come back, we'll continue. It's riveting radio. We'll probably be a lot more happy when we come back because we've gotten all the sad stuff out of the way now. <laughs> all right. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Coming to the phones. Alan. How are you hey, doing, how are sir? You? I'm good. I'm uh, going to tell Tony that I'll name that courtesy doc. I've been wanting up there at Lee Pike after him if he gets it installed for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll put him a plaque up there. Compliments <laughs> to Tony Sanders, Outdoors uh, Commissioner. There you go, Alan. I appreciate that. And I, it, 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 is, <laughs> it is not off my radar, I can assure you. All right. Maybe we'll see you at the wild game tonight over my side. I will be there in uh, the NRA booth tonight, uh, next to the Compass Auctions and TWRA. So is what I've been told. All right. 
Okay. Well, I'll try to look you up then. Please do, Alan. Thank you. All right. Have a good day. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Casey needs to find you. You're the one with gray hair. Oh. Just throwing that out there. Good morning, Ross. Good morning, fellas. Um, traveling in from the uh, end of the season out here in Arkansas. Sort of a starry sky, beautiful weather out here. Uh, the last couple of days for the end of the season. It's been a long and hard one. Just wanted to remind, and I'm sure you have, everyone, about the youth day coming up for uh, waterfowl. Actually, uh, they are. My, I just was getting. I got a text from one of my fellow commissioners that's out hunting in uh, West Tennessee about that. So uh, there you go. And uh, we're going and to actually add a veteran hunt too. Is what we're working on. That's right. Yeah, and I know Alabama and Arkansas has that veteran hunt. Uh, of course, theirs are next Saturday, the eighth, and I think TWRA's got another day next week too. I think Blouse hunting for for uh, the youth and for the youth. Been a tough season, but we've really enjoyed you know the opportunity as always just to get out here and be sure and take a girl or boy or grandson or granddaughter next week and uh, finish the season out. The, the the birds yesterday we harvested, Tony, were just brilliant. These drake, mallards, and wood ducks, just, oh, it's incredible how beautiful they are this time of the year. The, um, um, how was the duck season? I mean, for, was it, just, I know it was long and hard, but did you have any success hardly at all or this year? We ended yesterday with a positive note. Uh, okay. We had five guns. We ended up with 23 birds. It, it was like I said earlier, the migration started, and then the 1st of December, it kind of warmed up, and the migration stopped. I mean, uh, some corridors still have some pretty good hunting out here in Arkansas and around West Tennessee, but uh, it was a strange year, another warm one. Uh, I would sum it up as a good year, better than fair. Uh, and of course, not very good, but, but uh, like I said, you know, that's the reason you call it hunting. I understand. I appreciate that. Um, why don't you tell everybody about the uh, the wood duck event you guys just did, too? Okay. We partnered with um, Enterprise South Nature Park over there, along with uh, Harrison Elementary, fifth grade. Uh, you know, last November we started, or actually before that, in September, we started building these wood duck boxes with the kids. Uh, they put their own artwork a little bit on the back of them. We put them on poles, and uh, we installed all those this past Tuesday. It was an exciting day, great event, had great weather. The kids all came out on the bus. They got to go to the outdoors and see where we put them. Uh, I forget the name of the young lady who was there We're having the kids catch tadpoles and even caught a salamander in the, in the pond there at Hidden Lake. And uh, you can just see these kids were just eating this up, opportunity to get outside, smiles on their faces, and we love it. I mean, it's that's where it's all at for the next caretakers of our wetlands. Absolutely. I think that's a pretty cool deal with uh, kids getting involved. And I know uh, Ivy Academy last year, I got somebody gave me some boxes, and I gave it to them. I gave them about 10, and they put those out on uh, North Check down through there can't get enough of those. I mean, that's the habitat for the wood duck. And, you know, we're very fortunate because over the years we went to a two-duck limit to three now. So uh, 
obviously, uh, you know, they, they take to it and use them. And if they don't use them, a squirrel or a owl, I mean, it's amazing what does you those boxes. Right. So it's, it's a win-win for all of us. But, and that's our third, you know, we did one with East Ridge, helped them a little bit at Camp Jordan when they, high school. And, of course, uh, Al Rogers over at uh, Silverdale Academy's got solar coming up this spring and again. And, and uh, so, you know, we're partnering with the schools best we can. We love doing that. It's a win-win for all of us. Uh, it's just an opportunity for the kids, show them and the students, you know, an opportunity to get outside and enjoy these outdoors versus these video games I always talk about. So, Good deal. Well, Ross, thank you so much. Yeah, I got about six hours left. So, uh, like I said, I couldn't tune into the radio station. I'm out here. I don't. I'm not smart enough to know how to do that on the phone. My app, <laughs> but anyway. But uh, yeah, and I know you've already plugged our Greenway event from 11 to 3 on March the 14th. I'm sure, and that's coming up. And then, like I say, wild game dinner tonight at Bay Baptist, and then one next week at Silverdale. So, yeah, a lot of good opportunities to get out there and a lot of camaraderie coming up. Thank you, Tony. Absolutely. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. Okay, y'all have a good day. Bye-bye. Got uh, some good information here. Uh, Jake Davis informed us that uh, Forrest Elwood was a hunter, we asked, and we got the answer. And uh, Jake also said, trolling is boring. So that one's for Hunter. Trolling is boring. (laughs) (laughs) It's too funny. It is boring. (laughs) According to It's like vacuuming the lake and just... (laughs) I like that. Trolling is boring. Uh, thank, thanks, Jake, for the laugh this morning. Appreciate that. Uh, let's see here. I've got some an interesting story talking about dads and and stuff like that. You you take your grandson out, and, and I know you always took Kyle out, and it's it's great to see people taking their kids outdoors, but you got to be careful because I've got a story for you here. All right. A hero in New Hampshire, a father, suffocated a coyote to death with his bare hands after the beast attacked his child on Monday. Ian O'Reilly was walking with his wife and three kids on a trail near Judge's Pond in Kensington around 11 a.m. when the wild animal jumped out of the woods and grabbed the two-year-old by the jacket. That's when the dad went into protection mode, kicking the coyote before choking it. O'Reilly told the local outfit that he was running on instinct and adrenaline when he wrestled the beast to the ground, eventually killing it after a 10-minute skirmish. Uh, There was no interest in it going away, so ultimately I had to make the decision to become the aggressor, and I jumped on it and attacked it. I was able to get on top of it. I put my hands around its snout so it wasn't able to attack me or anyone. From there, I shoved its head in the snow and was eventually able to expire it through suffocation. Expire it? That's the word he used? That's the word he used. I'm reading it. I didn't write it. He was expire. able to expire it through suffocation. Is, oh, that, is, that the, is that the PC way of saying I killed it? Uh, apparently. the ultimately, ultimately, one hand on its windpipe and the other hand on its snout did the trick. The dad was bitten on the arm and the chest and is being treated for rabies prosecution. Fortunately, the animal did not even break the toddler's skin because the kid was wearing a heavy-duty snowsuit. Well, if he'd had a gun, he could have just put one through his head and solved that problem. Yeah, rather than trying to suff- expire it, expire it through suffocation. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. But no, I'm uh, I'm impressed he <laughs> I'm too that he 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 expired a coyote 
I am not going to use that word. I'm 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 glad he killed the coyote. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he protected his family, which is mm-hmm. is what you should do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking there was a better way to do it. I, just the first thing that pops into my mind. Well, but how though? If you've got its head, l- lean on its body somehow and just keep twisting the head until you hear it go. That would expire. Rather than holding it for 10 minutes trying to crush its windpipe, I say twist the head off. Well, but now hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got a, you got a, a dog that's obviously ticked. Yeah. It's already attacked your kid. Right. Um, he's already got the hand on the snout, so he's trying to control that. If he's got a, his hand around the snout, just start twisting and turning. That's That that would be my instinct. Would be well, the, again, though, I'm, I'm impressed the guy was able to to kill a coyote with his bare hands. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going I'm not going to fault him. Oh no, no. Well, on how he chose to expire it. <laughs> sounds a, like it's milk. What a <laughs> it's dumb gone bad. What the a ki- dumb word. The coyote has gone bad. It has expired. The, the, its date is passed. <laughs> I I'm sure that is a proper English way to say that. Just I would like, say that eventually, I would have written, I, if it were me, I would have said the coyote was, if you want to be politically correct, I would say dispatched. There you go. That's a better word. That's a word I could use. How did you dispatch the coyote? With my bare hands. Oh, I'm impressed. So. <laughs> I manned up and broke its neck. I choked the thing out. All right. We'll be right back after these messages. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Babies Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Babies have years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, or your outdoor toys, Whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881. And invest a few minutes of your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen, State Farm. Sports' Warehouse has always supported the Chattanooga community and all the local conservation groups, wild game dinners, youth events, and much, much more. Please go and see them today at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Because whatever you need, whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, whatever you need for your outdoor adventures, you can get it at Sportsman's Warehouse. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Check them out at sportsmans.com. Sportsman's Warehouse, located at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677.
Welcome back, Tony Sanders Outdoors. Coming straight to the phone, Dr. Gavin. How are you, sir? How is Tony the Tiger and Rob the Shark today? You know, we're good. Oh, yeah, that's great. Uh, how many uh, how many critters did you all dispatch this year? Uh, Sandhill Cranes, none. This year, I haven't <laughs> dispatched anything yet this year. <laughs> well, I'm really in great company. Yes. I didn't dispatch. I didn't dispatch any ducks. Zero geese. Zero sandhill cranes. Zero deer. I mean, not a thing. No rabbits. No squirrels. Uh, <laughs> I'm lions, tigers, I, and bears. I'm, not. I'm afraid if I went to dead zero, I'd put up a poster, a target. And by the time I get back to turn around to shoot it, it would have slipped off the <laughs> off the wall. Uh, That's good. I like that. It's been that kind of year, Tom. There's no doubt. It's not good at all, man. It's not good at all. You know what? But that doesn't. What, man? But there's more years ahead of us. This is this is true. This is this is true. You could always take up God. fishing. Thank God for America. Hey, yeah, you could uh, take up fishing. you think about that what do you know well yeah 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 i love i love to trap fish uh but i i i need to get back into that well i, need to get back I have got that. the instructor for you where you oh yeah sitting next to <laughs> it's rock it's rock the shark exactly it's rob the shark oh yeah. man i'll take you out we can get we can catch you some fish and have a nice uh fish dinner sometime yeah, 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 yeah. No, that sounds good. That sounds good. Well, I just wanted to say, uh, hope you guys have a uh, a great weekend, a great week, and God bless America. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Appreciate Tom. it. See you guys. See you. Bye. Peace. Bye. Got to give a shout out here real quick to uh, a good friend of ours who's been listening to the show. Uh, Travis Boyd uh, sent us a message. Said. Uh, the best part of going to work on Saturday is getting to hear us on the radio, and I want to thank you so much for those kind words. Absolutely. Good Lord. Thank you so very much. Definitely appreciate that. Marty Haynes wants to know what the phone number is. Oh, We've been doing drops. Is he on there? Yeah, he's on there. Oh. Marty, it's... you can give us a call at 267-1023, 267-1023, and discuss this at great length with us, probably more than likely off the air. <laughs> And we're doing drops, if you listen, right at the end, right before we go commercial. Oh, he just woke up. I, I, I seen him a text, and it woke him up. Yeah. So, just ignore him. I'm still laughing at trolling. is boring. <laughs> anyway. All right. So, we just got a few minutes left. Uh, let's see here. I've got some. Uh, let me see how much time. Oh, yeah. Got to get this one in. All right. Tomorrow is Super Bowl Sunday, but tomorrow is also Groundhog Day. And guess who's against... Is tomorrow really Groundhog Day? Yeah. February 2nd, if I'm... That's Groundhog Day. Okay. All right. Guess who's against Groundhog Day? PETA. PETA. Puxitani Phil goes under great stress every year on Groundhog Day and should be replaced by a robot, according to PETA. Ingrid Newkirk, the leader of that terroristic organization, writes in a letter that the furry celebrity Groundhog club that Phil deserves a break and should be allowed to retire. 
The request posted on PETA's website comes ahead of Sunday's annual ceremony where the groundhog will determine if we have an early spring. Basically... Hold on, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Just for the record, that fat, furry little critter in Pennsylvania lives better than anybody that's listening to this show right now. Yes. I mean, have you nope. have you seen his, his life? I mean, it's... it's it's definitely a life of leisure. Oh, it is. And that's something else she brought up. Uh, let's he, see. he works for, what, 30 seconds a year? Right. Um, let's see. Being regulated to the habitat that he lives in at the library for other days of the year doesn't allow him or other doesn't allow him to burrow like others or forge and be free. Okay. okay. Yeah. Whatever. He's... Checked by a vet, he gets shots, he gets treats, he gets... All right, yeah, I'm sorry. I want to see him, you know, be a normal groundhog and get run over by a car. Yeah, sure, why not? Thank you, Peter. Anyway, this tree-hugging, otter-scrubbing, crystal-wearing, long-haired communist, also known as Mrs. Newkirk, has said that he should be replaced by a computer and that he's dragged out of his hole and held up and, you know, oh, it stresses him out. The one day of the year and he's all stressed out. That's no life. Have you ever been up there? No, it, I, I it's huge. Kind of fun. It's, I know it's huge, and I'm not okay. You know what? This you said it. This groundhog lives a life of this, this groundhog is kind of like the. I'm looking for. He lives in the Playboy Mansion. I mean, he is happy. He's got food. He's got everything he wants. He is. He's he's. I can see him wearing his little robe, having a little pipe. He's he's great. Okay. He's Hugh Hefner. Yeah. He's Hugh Hefner. That's. I mean, that's what it is. Well, I don't know why they call him Phil, but anyway, these. Hippies are saying that, you know, well, they need to get rid of it and use a, use a robot instead. All right, you know what? Just leave it alone. This tradition's been around. The animal's not harmed. He's brought out. Oh, it stresses him out. You know what stresses me out? People like you making stupid comments and stupid ideas. That's what stresses me out. Okay. <laughs> Send your cards and letters to Rob at TonySandersOutdoors.com. And don't forget, Bill de Blasio dropped one and killed it and then tried to hide it back in 2014. <laughs> Yes, Just throwing that out there too. And the possum drop is dead. They drop. They stopped it. The right. possum's not dead. The possum drop is dead. They didn't yeah. even hurt the possum. They even checked it with a vet and did that possum lived a life of luxury too. Yeah. Wasn't well, the Playboy Mansion, but it was not. You know, it was. It was just. You know, it was maybe a, a McMansion. But anyway. Oh goodness! Take us to a break. I think he needs. He needs to take a deep breath before we finish out the show. Or less caffeine. One of the right. two. <laughs> Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll be right back. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Jack's Bait and Tackle has everything you need for your next fishing trip. They're running a winter special on Tuffy's, $1.60 a dozen. If you're looking for crappie lures, go in and check out their Lurch's Crappie Jigs just in and fully stocked custom-made Popeye Crappie Hair Jigs. If you're a bass fisherman, check out their new 5-inch pre-rig swim baits, Lurch's Custom Blade Baits, and A-Rigs. They have bulldog fishing rods, just $99. They're also having a February crappie photo contest, so check their Facebook page for details on that. And they have been in business for over 
53 years. 53 years. Jackson's just a short drive down Bonnie Oaks from exit 153, so it's a convenient stop on the way to the lake or the river. They also carry snacks and drinks for your cooler. Jackson's at 4228 Bonnie Oaks Drive, and they're open seven days a week for all your bait and tackle needs. They're open Sunday through Thursday, 6.30 a.m. until 6 p.m., Fridays and Saturdays from 6 to 6.30 p.m. Give them a call at 698-8339 and check out their Facebook page for more details. Be sure to like them and get those special discounts that are only posted on Facebook. Jack's Bait and Tackle has been in business for over 53 years, so they know bait. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors wrapping it up on this Saturday morning. I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to teach you how to do it, all right? Okay, you're going to show me? I'm going to show you how. I'm going to watch and learn. The Wild Baptist <laughs> at Bayside is having their wild game dinner tonight. You're never going to let me live that down. <laughs> Jeff Denker of Real Tree Buck Ventures is going to be the speaker. And then next Saturday, the Wild Baptist at Silverdale will be having their wild game dinner. Jimmy Houston, the one and only Jimmy Houston, will be the speaker, and that will be a hoot, no doubt. February 15th, out and about with trout. Hopefully not to freeze out at Lake Junior, Rob's favorite place in Chattanooga, to go over there and fish for trout. 22220. Sportsman's Warehouse is having a chili cook-off. 1 o'clock. Rob will be judging, as always. Yes, I will be. Go out there and check that out. Get some really good chili. Are they going to have Waterhouse? Are they going to cook his chili again? I don't know. You mean that stuff that's like glowing nuclear in the yeah, pot? Yeah, that stuff. I don't know. Uh, no, that was, that was uh, what's his name? Swindersky. Oh, yeah. He was the one that made the nuclear crap. Uh, NWTF Cherokee Chapter Banquet's coming up at Chester Frost Park on the 7th of March. It's hard to believe it's already here. Then we have a busy, busy, busy day on the 14th. DU Greenwing Youth Event at Covey Creek Farm starting at 11 o'clock. The SCI Banquet at Chattanooga Convention Center starting at 5.30. And the IF4 International Fly Film Fishing Tour will be at Naked River Brewing Company on the 14th as well. Doors at 5 p.m. there. New Salem Baptist Church is coming up on the 21st. Their fish fry, one of Rob's favorite events. They do need fish, so they need crappie, so please help them out. It's New Salem Baptist Church. Go check them out. Uh, you can find it real easily. It's right up there in Saudi Daisy. You can't miss it. Uh, wow. Randy Howell's going to be the speaker at that. And then we also have the Bass uh, BASS Elite Series will be in Dayton on the 14th, 15th, and 16th. And that is also the national NWTF convention in Nashville, uh, the, the 14th, 15th, and 16th. There's a lot going on right now. That's how you do it. Come see Rob tonight out at Bayside Baptist. I'll be there as well. I'm the short one. Um, we'll be uh, we'll be there at the NRA booth, uh, somewhere sandwiched between Compass Auctions and TWR is what they tell me. Cool. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, I like this time of year, but it, it, it does get – Towards the end of March, it's ask me again. Busier. Yeah, it, it has since we've been doing this. We do a wild game dinner, then we do two. Now it's four or five wild game dinners, a couple of fish fries, this, that, and the other, and a couple of banquets thrown in there yeah. too for good measure. Oh yeah, it's definitely gotten gotten a little crazier. 
but it's fun to see all those people at those events. So it's real good to see them. Yeah, it is. I, I enjoy going out to them and, uh, and having a good time and seeing everybody and look forward to it. So got a good, just got a message from a friend of mine that I didn't even know was even awake this time of the day, Mark Neighbors. Wow. Made a comment about Gavin giving some comic relief. So. <laughs> It was good to hear from Doc this morning. All right. Uh, it's busy season. CPAs work here in Saturdays. That's what it is. Y'all don't sleep ever. Nah. All right. We're out of here. See you next week. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Never worry about the price of gas. I've been wheeling and dealing and sitting there reeling them in. Hunting, fishing, loving every day. You have been listening to a podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.